So did you ever get around to watching that 90210 BS? No. I, I asked the wife. I was like, hey, do you actually want to check this out? And she was like, no, nah, we'll watch it some other time. My wife loves it. Like, she thinks it's great. I, I'm, uh, I watched that thing appalled. Because Dylan wasn't there? No, because... I, I mean... Answer me this. This is the only question I really have. Yeah. Is Jenny Gar still smoking hot? Oh, absolutely. Oh, all right. Well, then I'll tune in at okay. some point. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Chris and Matt's Wrestling Pod. Uh, Chris and Matt's 90210 Pod. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chris here at my kitchen table again with uh, WWE Network superstar Matt Durr. <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty happy when I saw that. Clip. If uh, if anyone out there has watched the table for three on the network with uh, Cesaro and Seth Rollins and Nigel McGuinness uh, talking about their time in Ring of Honor, they show a few clips of a match between Cesaro and Nigel McGuinness, and you'll see this doofus in the in the background wearing a Red Wings jersey, and that doofus happens to be my podcast partner. Yep. So. And I'm uh, I'm full blown double middle fingering screaming fuck you at Cesaro because well, I was such a huge Nigel fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they showed that they were going through the clips. And I was like, hey, I I might be in the background there, and there I am. Sure yeah. enough, and I'm like, oh, I'm giving him the bur- oh I, oh god <laughs> oh that's great. So I'm I'm now on uh, two Ring of Honor DVDs, Ooh. getting uh getting some some screen time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, no, that was a, that was just a, a fun little thing last week. So, uh, well, we're, uh, we made it past SummerSlam weekend. Yay. Uh, okay. Um, overall, I think I know, but what are your feelings overall on the weekend? <clears throat> well, if I, I say this all the time, underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed with a lot of the weekend. Hmm. Um, they did some good things. Uh, throughout the, and we're we're gonna get into mm-hmm. that, uh, but I watched every minute of every show, and there was four or five things throughout the entire twelve hours or, or so of presentation that I, that when it was over, I was like, okay, that was that was good. The rest of it, I was just like, eh, eh, okay. What's next? Is are what are they bringing out next to get me excited? And they just they mm-hmm. didn't. So. Uh, you, I, I saw you were on the Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and you liked, you were very pleased with the weekend, it sounds like. I was, like, so like, I, didn't, like I didn't think, uh, so TakeOver was, was good, it wasn't, wasn't spectacular, um, you know, it's, I think we talked about it on TakeOver 25, like, it's impossible to live up to the expectations that they've set time after time after time after time, uh... So I uh, I enjoyed most of the matches on that card. Um, one of them I really didn't like. I'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, but overall, I thought it was it was a good show. Um, like I said, nothing spectacular. Uh, but and then SummerSlam, it was it was better than I was expecting it to be. Um, I liked the fact that it wasn't eight hours long. Yeah. The main show was three and a half hours long. It was over by ten thirty. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna be mad at that. And they did enough during the show uh, things that I did like. See, um, I wholeheartedly disagree. There were two things on that show that I liked, and the rest of it, I'm just like, what, what is like? It just felt like another pay per view in the middle of the year, and not what has traditionally been the second biggest show of the year, right? 
the most bill. All the names and stuff that were on that card, there was nothing about it aside from the last 45 minutes where I was like, this feels like something special. Right. I could see that. I could. I guess I should say um, there wasn't anything I outright hated on the show. Um. Yeah, I see. I, I hated the Owen stuff um, just because of who that involved. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, yeah, I can't say I hated anything, but nothing left me up until the last two segments, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing left me going, I want more of that, or that was worth my time, or um, that's something I'm going to remember long term mm-hmm. down the You know, two, three years from now, I'm going to think back to, man, that really was a great, great match, or that was a great mm-hmm. moment like AJ and Cena from a couple years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. Right. No, I, I, I see your point on that. Um, and then I thought both Raw and SmackDown were, were good shows. Uh, both of them had... Um, had both They both had two matches that I absolutely loved. Um, so, so yeah. I, I think overall, over the course of four days, it was, it was a good... Um, I, at the end of it, I didn't feel like I wasted a whole bunch of time. To, to me personally, like I thought that it was time well spent. So, um, I, I, in retrospect, I probably could have cut out, I'd say half of the time I put into it and I would have felt better about mm-hmm. what I watched. But I feel that way about 90% of the WWE product anymore right. is, and I, I really noticed this, uh, coming, coming out of Monday Night Raw was, Man, you really don't need to pay attention to the weekly product. The same way I treat NXT. Like, I don't tune in every week for it. You don't need to watch it because they will just beat you over the head with all of the stuff that's happened over and over again. um, To the point where, like, it drags down my enjoyment of the show on Monday and Tuesday That was, and we'll go ahead and jump into it. We're we're just going to pick three things we we didn't like and three things we we did like about the weekend. Um, So one of the things I didn't like was specific to Monday and Tuesday, um, the how many times they recapped the Roman Reigns situation on both shows. Uh, If there is a dead horse, WWE will beat it like a teenage boy with unlimited internet access. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Like, it just was, they did it, I think they did it, like, two or three times on Raw Monday, and at least one or one or two times on SmackDown last night. Like, we, we get it. Like, we know what happened. We, we know someone's trying to kill Roman. Like. <laughs> I like how they keep calling them, uh, incident, life-threatening incidents, yes. too. Yes, Uh, this go this, this plays into something. I've complained about for a while is mm-hmm. that they treat their audience like they don't watch the show. Mm-hmm. And I get, I, I know that kind of flies in the face of what I'm saying of, um, you don't need to watch the show because they just be right. like, if you make the show, like you don't want to miss it. Yeah. You're going to get like a 30 second recap maybe, but you don't need to watch week after week because we're just, if you tune in once in the four week cycle, we're going to give you everything you yeah. need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, they kicked off SmackDown the same way last night with Shane McMahon coming out and showing clips from the match. Like we didn't mm-hmm. just watch SummerSlam two nights ago. Mm-hmm. It's it's nonsense and it's it's filler and it's a waste of time. Yeah. Nope. Can't dis can't disagree with that. That was uh, that was one thing that really did bug me. 
about, like I said, specifically Monday and Tuesday was, was that, and that specific thing, the, the Roman thing was like, I've seen these clips like a hundred times it feels like, and I don't need to see it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll see it a whole, you know, cause there's this, you know, the story continued last night, so they'll have to tack that on the end of it. And Did it continue last night? Because mm-hmm. this plays into one of my big things I didn't like is broken promises on screen. Uh, because when Daniel Bryan and Rowan came out, mm-hmm. the end of that promo, he said, and tonight we're going to prove we didn't do it. And then they didn't do that. They just ended the show with him saying, oh, we know who did it, and next week we'll show you. Well, but but they did, they technically... He no, didn't they, s- didn't, they didn't prove anything. They said that they were going to prove they didn't do it. They didn't prove anything. They didn't say they were going to prove who did do it. They just said they... And they went in and they made Buddy Murphy recant his statement. Sure, whatever. That, no. That doesn't count. But it, my big complaint was... Um, they All night on SmackDown, they, they promoted Revival vs. New Day, mm-hmm. tag team title. I'm like, oh, they're going to get a tag team title feud going. Nope, Randy gets involved... Kofi's involved, it becomes a six-man tag, mm-hmm. and at the end of it, what's it all about? Randy Orton, RKO, and everybody. Yeah, the Revival got the win, but the story that they're going to replay over and over next week is mm-hmm. Randy Orton, RKO, and New Day to death. Um, they they booked Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe into a match, and it was a complete squash. Mm-hmm. They booked Andrade and Rey Mysterio into a two-out-of-three falls match. Mm-hmm. It was a complete squash. See, that I didn't mind, because... Like, this notion that if you have a two out of three falls match, it has to go to a third fall no, all no. the time, it, I, I I hate it. And I like, they're, they're telling a story with Ray. Sure, but my I guess my point is, uh, you advertise a lot of the stuff as, like, you need to tune in, this is going to be a big right. focal point of the show, and then it just ends up being like a four, five, six minute segment mm-hmm. that doesn't get enough time because they have to run... The recaps of the Roman mm-hmm. Reigns situations, or eight commercials for the upcoming King of the Ring tournament that they just announced last week or mm-hmm. this week for next week. It just it was driving me nuts. Uh, like everything I was I they'd announce I'm like okay this is what I'm looking forward to. They just took it away and it was a, an underwhelming segment mm-hmm. and that plays into my underwhelming theme of the right. entire weekend. Okay. Um, well, you mentioned Kofi and Randy, and that was one of the other... Th- my second thing I didn't particularly care for was the, the finish to that match. Um, I don't think... I still I don't think I've heard what the official... Was it a double count-out? Because that's what I assumed. That's what I would, it would have to be. Um, I just... That just didn't... Um, if they were going to go the route that route of, of Randy, you know, uh, going over in front of Kofi's family... Um, I think instead of the double, double, then just fighting outside and doing the double count out, you skip right to the point where Kofi busts out the kendo stick and beats the crap out of him, and and because obviously it was made, it was a finish to get, kick the can down the road to get to the next pay per view. Fine, uh, but I think if you would have had Kofi skip right to to hitting Randy with some sort of weapon and DQ and Kofi. Uh, I think that would have been with with the scenario they laid out. That would have been a better way to get there than just a double count out and then have Kofi get out the kendo stick. Um, they did the exact same thing last year at SummerSlam. The exact same mm-hmm. thing. Samoa Joe made a comment about AJ's wife disqualification. Mm-hmm. Like, 
they, they're just oblivious. They're oblivious to their own storytelling because it's so convoluted all the time. Mm-hmm. I, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I mean, I didn't even like I I I knew that, but I didn't. It wasn't front of mind until you mentioned it to me over text that night mm-hmm. about the J- Joe AJ thing last year. I was like, oh yeah. So I wonder how many people like. I'm I'm thinking that they're thinking how many people are more like me, and unless it's directly pointed out to them, aren't going to remember that, as opposed to people like you who, right off the top of your head, that's what you remember. Sure. So. Uh, once again, the the legends coming back prove that they're not worth the time of day. Um, in my opinion, the Goldberg thing was the best part about the Goldberg thing was Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess, you know, I saw some people arguing, well, then Goldberg got him over. No, that's because they could have done... Other way around. They could have done... Dolph got Goldberg Yeah, over. they could have done any... They could have done that with anybody with Dolph, and it'd be entertaining. Um, Trish didn't... I didn't think Trish looked that great. I People were like, oh, she's so... She... She looked her age as in the ring. She didn't look great, but she didn't... I don't think she, she didn't embarrassed em- No, herself. she didn't embarrass herself, but um, it was clear that... Every time she tried to do something athletic, Charlotte had to do the athleticism mm-hmm. to make Trish look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a knock on her. She hasn't been in the ring in several years. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte's one of the best ever. It just when I as I'm watching, I was like, man, this this isn't this yeah. is why she shouldn't be around here. Right. Well, and if you believe her, it was her last. It was indeed her last last match. So I mean, um, fine. Yeah. I mean, I. I didn't have a problem with the match. Um, I actually kind of liked the 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 story in it of like every time you know Charlotte dominated the majority of it, but every time Trish seemed to look like she was putting some moves together to gain some momentum, Charlotte would cut her off mm-hmm. and then go back to her. So I I I enjoyed it. Like I didn't think it was spectacular or you know it wasn't the you know this great. Uh, this great match or anything like that, but I, like I said, I don't think Tristan embarrassed herself, and um, I think it was just fine. So, it wasn't anything bad. Yeah, I, I, I didn't enjoy either one of those segments, the Goldberg or the. What you know what I loved about the Goldberg match? Matt Riddle on the watch along, just burying Goldberg, William, mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah, that was the best part of the of, of the Goldberg stuff. Yeah, uh, and then the last thing I didn't like, uh, the. Uh, uh, I'm gonna sound like I'm really sexist on this podcast. I didn't like the Shayna Baszler Mia Yim match from Takeover. Mm-mm. Um, and if you if you listen, uh, you know, I listened to to Triple H's uh, media call afterwards, um, and he kind of the way he he said is like basically uh, if you read between the lines, the way the card was set up was that match was put out there to kind of be the cooler. Uh, between the triple threat and the main event, boy, did it do its job because that crowd did not give a crap about that match. Yeah, and it, it didn't help that. Re- um, and this is uh, why I didn't think Takeover was very good. Um, it didn't help that super early on in that match, it was clear Mia Yim was out of her out. Like uh-huh. some, she was off. She yeah. was everything looked clunky and mm-hmm. slow and phony. And I, you know, I like Shayna, but she, you know, I it, that match showed that Shayna's not at a spot yet where she yeah. can 
cover up those carry. mistakes. Yeah, she yeah. can't carry. People uh, at, at it was it was bad. Yet. It was it it was probably the worst women's title match on a takeover mm-hmm. they've had, and uh, you know I would argue that takeover was the worst takeover they've done. Um, and I'll just launch into my my final thing that I hated. Mm-hmm. Unless you have anything else you want to nope. add, nope. Um, the main event, the women's title match, and the Candice LeRae Io Shirai match were awful. All three really? of those met. I didn't like any of those matches because I really liked the Candice Io Shirai match. See, I, I love Candice, um, but again, it was sloppy. It was super sloppy. There were clearly spots in that match where they weren't on the same page, and they're just awkwardly touching each other in the middle of the ring. You can hear them calling out spots, like, and I, I didn't. I just didn't think it was that great of a match. Um, I thought when Candace did the dive through the rope into the DDT, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, there was something about it when I'm watching, I'm like, this, it, it, it didn't do it, it it didn't belong on TakeOver. Mm-hmm. Um, that felt like a match that could have been like the main event of the weekly TV show. Um, the the women's title match we just talked about, again, it was clunky, mm-hmm. it didn't look bad, the crowd didn't care yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole storyline of like, of Mia taking out Shayna's um, uh, gang, so to speak, didn't really mean anything. It just proved that, like, Shayna's still a badass, yeah. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main event, to me, was just way too long. It's way, it's every, it's everything I'm starting to hate about Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Matches are 15 minutes too long. Mm-hmm. There's too much nonsense that doesn't keep this guy down. And then when they try to do something spectacular, it makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I texted you. He cuts the barbed wire off the off mm-hmm. the top of the cage and goes at Cole. He doesn't ever get to Adam Cole with the barbed wire. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, Cole climbs onto the cage and climbs over to a table when there's clearly table. Like, what What do you think is going to happen? And then the way they, they just kind of grabbed each other and jumped off. I was like, man, this is so weak. Like, yeah. it. if you compare that match to what Moxley and Janela did at Double or Nothing... Or, I'm sorry, uh, Fight for the Fallen. Uh, Fighter Fest. Whatever. <laughs> One they, of those. When they had their uh, their hardcore match, mm-hmm. the stuff they did in that match fit into the action of a match. That last three minutes of, of Cole and Gargano just felt like, okay, this is the spot, everyone. This is where we jump off the tables. Ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha. Um, Johnny just no selling everything again. It doesn't matter what you do to that guy when he's making his comeback. He's not going to sell a goddamn thing, mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous. I didn't uh, think it was as bad as it was in the in the in the first two Cole Gargano matches. Uh, at least I didn't. You know, it, it didn't. It wasn't didn't jump right out at me like it did those previous two matches. Um, I thought it was a little bit better. Real quick, the other thing I want to add, and I brought this up at their last two two out of three falls match. The problem I have with the two out of three falls, no one buys you're going to end it after two falls. Everyone in the arena knew that cage was up there. Uh-huh. The first two falls, there's no excitement because you already know it's going to a third fall. Well, actually, I mean, unless you got there super early, a lot of people didn't know that there was a cage up there because they had a they had it covered. With it was covered by. A- if you were on Twitter, anyone that was in the arena was taking... Like, I saw dozens of photos of the cage. Really? Yeah, of yeah. the... of the. Well, you couldn't tell it was a cage, but it was something that was right. blocked. Like, if if you've been to a live show, you know what the what it looks like. Yeah. And then you look above the ring, and you're like, huh, that's tarped off. That's got to be for the, 
the main but even if, even if there wasn't something about the ring you know the way they built the entire story third fall is william regal's mm-hmm. whatever it's going to a third fall everything before that that second fall mm-hmm. doesn't matter because you you know where it's leading to there's no mm-hmm. reason to get excited mm-hmm. so the whole time i just i'm watching these two falls going okay i wonder if this is going to play into it later and then it doesn't cuz johnny's not selling anything I did like, uh, I did like Johnny sacrificing the first fall to, to beat the crap out of Cole with the chair sure. to soften him up for the second fall going forward. I, I thought that was, you know, out of the norm for them, for, you know, anything, you know, anyone that does a two out of three fall or like, you know, uh, Iron Man matches the same way, yeah. you know, I've always wondered, well, especially the heel. I mean, it was kind of weird that Johnny did it, uh, but uh, I have, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, why wouldn't you just beat the crap out of the guy with a chair for, you know, and take the DQ, right? and then th- you got him. I don't know if you've ever seen the Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar Iron mm-hmm. Man match. Brock does yeah. it in there, and that's, yeah, it, it that's applying logic to an illogical situation. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, well, okay, so what did you like? What did I like? So besides um, the two, the two big things we're going to talk about at the end of the show. Sure. Um, what I did like was uh, they finally made Seth Rollins feel like somebody. I I don't want to say that that you can get behind, but like it doesn't feel like a fluke that he beat Brock. As much as I didn't like the overall story that they're telling with him losing the title and then getting it back. Um, it's definitive. He's beat Brock twice now. Uh, there, there should be, and, and they mentioned it on Raw that there's not going to be an automatic rematch, mm-hmm. even though you know he's going to get one down the road, right? Because Brock has to be in the title picture for whatever reason. Um, I like that they established that Seth uh, can not only beat Brock, but he can beat him cleanly. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was Brock's best match in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, I watched the CM Punk Brock Lesnar match earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. It's very much the same style match, and I'm not I'm not criticizing it, but that was like Brock worked his ass off in that match mm-hmm. to make Seth look good. So yeah. I, I really liked that they that they established that there is someone out there that can beat Brock, and he's done it twice now without any gimmicks. I really enjoyed that match. I really did. Um, and I wasn't expecting to. Uh, I figured whichever way it went, it was just going to be ho-hum. You know, wh- whether Brock won or, or Seth won, it was just going to be eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I really enjoyed it. I ended up, like, after... And I think that's why I have more of a positive uh, positive outlook on on SummerSlam than you do is because the it's one of those, you know, the what have you done for me lately? Well, the end of SummerSlam, the, you know... the the money part of the show really delivered for me. So I guess that's why I'm not as Yeah, down but then on they it. came out on Raw Monday and he's right back to being the aw shucks. I don't know how to be anything but truthful with you guys. I'm just a big wrestling fan. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he got the endorsement from old Stone Cold. Sure, and Bret Hart. Yeah, they're, they're really bringing out everything they can to be like, Seth Rollins is the guy. Yeah. Because yeah. he was getting booed early on in that. Uh-huh. Anyway, well, what was one of the things you enjoyed? Um, so one of the things I really enjoyed was the uh, was Edge coming out on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I uh, I didn't expect it. Um, you know, Elias was was in the ring doing his thing, and all of a sudden you heard, you know, you think you know me, and then the the Alter Bridge music start, and I'm like, oh crap, that's just good here. He's gonna, you know, yeah. we're gonna. Get, I thought he was just gonna come out and cut a promo on Elias, and then he speared him, and yeah, I to holy hell came out of my chair. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> So, and then, you know, I, I'm trying, so Edge is in my top five all time. I'm trying to not get like over, like, he's not, he's He's not not coming coming back. back. No. But the fact that I got to see him like do another spear, like one more spear, like, I was pretty happy about that. I was pretty stoked. Yeah. Like, I texted you, and you're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, you missed it. Yeah, well, I mean, what the... Why would you do that on the pre-show? Yeah. Yeah, there is that. Um, yeah. That's something that they probably could have squeezed, you know, on the... Because it wasn't remember, that long of a segment. Remember but, what I said about nothing about SummerSlam felt special mm-hmm. or memorable? Right. You do that on the main card? Yeah. It would have been. It would have made, especially like following maybe a slower match or or something that didn't um, didn't have a ton of uh, excitement coming out mm-hmm. of it. That would have been a huge like pick me up sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But like after the Bailey Ember Moon match, maybe. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. No, I just that was just personally for me that was really cool to. And it was funny too because like so one of the first Raws you and I went together was like right before the the scene of, the first scene of Brock match in like yeah. 2013 2012 2012 um and Edge made a surprise appearance at that show and I was wearing my Edge and Christian t-shirt well lo and behold Sunday guess what shirt I was wearing my Edge and Christian t-shirt so yeah. it's like sweet <laughs> this is awesome I keep winning with his t-shirt yeah uh, uh another thing I liked they're, they're continuing this um this run of Velveteen Dream on NXT. Mm-hmm. He looks better and better every mm-hmm. time he's out. That was the best match of the show. Um it was probably the best match uh, I think of the two NXT and SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Uh just really good stuff and I like that that Dream is starting to feel like a guy uh who's who's just ready to be the focus. Mm-hmm. Um I uh you know, so we talked last week and you know about um in my mind, going in, there was there was th- there was three possibilities, you know, regarding the the you know this undisputed era storyline. Either they're going to give them all the belts, they were all going to lose the belts, or or what you said, you know, Kyle and and Bobby were going to win, and Roddy was going to come up short, and then you know they were going to kick Roddy out. I thought those were the three. Mm-hmm. They didn't do any of those three, right. so whatever. Um, but uh, but I thought one of the reasons why I thought they might, whether it be Roddy or Pete Dunne, they might take the title off of Velveteen is so that he could then go after uh, Adam and the and mm-hmm. the NXT title. Because um, other than that, it looks like you know Matt Riddle is in the middle of something right now. Um, he just finished up with Gargano. <sighs> other than that, there's not really anyone that's on that level on NXT TV right now. Um, So that's kind of what I was thinking, but they, they kept it on him and good for him. Look, they're going to need, you know, after, after the show, uh, you know, it, it kind of felt like it was a, like they did a good goodbye to Johnny. 
to NXT, but I, if you're going to Fox, man, you're going to need to keep all these, and that's one of the, one of the few positives of, of that move, if it, it does indeed, uh, does happen, is that Triple H is going to have to keep a lot of these guys back to, to keep the star power on that show for, for FS1. So, or like I said a couple weeks ago, they're gonna send people back to NXT that aren't getting TV time on. Yeah, Ron's either Smart way, now. I mean, yeah, but if you start diluting that brand with a bunch of has beens. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, the the other thing that I I really enjoyed is is it feels like they're actually going to um, keep the the club the OC. This, it feels like what it should have been two and a half mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, Gallows and Anderson are tag champs. They're involved. They're not just the background noise for mm-hmm. for AJ. Uh, they're throwing in all their little jokes and hijinks at smart fans like you and mm-hmm. I. You know, kind of, ah, <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go, nice, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but it's not outwardly like babyface material. Mm-hmm. I just really like what they're doing with them yeah. right now. And they they uh, they kind of planted the seeds for Finn joining right on the kickoff show for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So uh, so hopefully when when Finn comes back that that's that's where they go. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Uh, they uh, uh, so far so good with with this this version of the OC on on, on WWE television. The one thing I want, I want new theme music. I don't want them coming out to AJ Styles' theme. Right. They I feel to... like they should have their own NWO, DX, yeah. Nation, Evolution. Give them their own music so that it sets that it. It's clear that this isn't AJ and his lackeys. Mm-hmm. This is the OC. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I think that would go a long way too. Um, so one of uh, one of the other things I really liked um, was. Uh, and I'm going to combine two things into one here. Um, Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy this week put on two really good performances. I thought um, Cedric against Drew and Buddy. That Buddy Murphy-Roman match uh, caught me off guard because I thought, okay, you know, Roman's just going to come in and just, mm-hmm. you know, beat this guy in five minutes or whatever. Uh, and then, like, he hit... Buddy hit this running pump knee on Roman, mm-hmm. and Roman sold it like a million bucks. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then from then on, it was a real back and, back forth. and forth. They had me at one point. I thought for sure, uh, I was like, holy crap, they're actually going to have Buddy Murphy beat Roman. When Reigns. he hit him with the V trigger and the Komagaye and yeah. then the Brain Buster. Yeah. You mean when Buddy Murphy basically just stole every move in New Japan and was like, oh, look how great I am. Yeah. He was a Destino and a. Uh, uh, Rainmaker away from just being like, I'm the best wrestler in Japan. <laughs> I'm a creator wrestler, y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or mate, because he's Australian. But whatever. Um, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. the, both those matches were really good. Um, Cedric on Monday, again, like, it was kind of like Buddy was like, oh yeah, when he was, the way Cedric sold the, um, the, the Claymore. Claymore. But he's like, oh yeah, watch this. Watch me take a spear. And he... Looked like he got killed by Roman. I preferred Dolph's cell of Goldberg's. Well, of course. Because it seemed more realistic. Of course. But, uh, but, uh, and then, and then, and that was the third thing. Uh, if this is Dolph 
Dolph's gimmick from now on is he gets his ass kicked and then, like, gets on the mic while he's still on the floor, like, begging for more. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That's pretty entertaining in my book. I, I like it a lot. Sure. So. Uh, the only thing that bothered... It didn't bother me, but I'm not as excited about the Cedric and Buddy stuff is we've seen this before where they have a relative unknown... And we've seen it recently with, like, Ali. Mm-hmm. They have a relative unknown come up, have this great performance... And then they just kind of go away. Andrade. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andrade was on a run where he was having the best match on the show week after week with Brian and guys like that. And then he just went away again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm just not, I'm not going to get excited because right. they, especially with guys that are coming up from 205 Live, they mm-hmm. still haven't clearly shown how right. they're going to integrate them. No. Uh, but, it, it, but it is sad that I would say two of the top five matches of the entire weekend were on Raw and SmackDown, and they were with guys half the audience hasn't seen on TV mm-hmm. in months. Mm-hmm. Like, they have talent there to have good matches. They just, mm-hmm. they elect to put the Kabuki Warriors mm-hmm. out there with, with Alexa and Nikki. Right. Um, um, and I, but the thing I liked, uh, too, about the, the, the Drew-Cedric match is, you know, I talked about it, I brought it up a few, few weeks ago, um, the idea of, having feuds that are specifically on TV. Drew and Cedric have been at this for like a month now on TV. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, you don't need to shoehorn that on a show like SummerSlam. Um, Just, just keep it going on, on raw. And that's, that's fine by me. Cause it gives you me something to look forward to on raw. Like, okay, what's the next step here, which is great until they pull the rug out from under you. And they're like, Oh, the big blow off matches, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like a three minute match, yeah. which they will do. So, uh, you guys have probably noticed there's two major things that happened. We didn't talk about that's cause we're both in agreement. And I think it's what I, the two biggest takeaways, um, which you can pick which one we start with. Well, we'll, we'll start Let's start with uh, let's start with Sundays. We'll go there. Uh, the Fiend was I don't know what I was expecting, but whatever I it just blew all my expectations out of the water. I, I didn't I didn't have expectations. I just wanted like what are they going to do with this guy? Mm-hmm. How do how do they make it different? And they I don't I haven't felt a presentation like that about a character in years. It was everything. it was crazy. Like everything from from the updated music. Uh, you know the, the the metal version of of Bray's old theme, to the the lantern being the severed head of the old Bray Wyatt. Right. Like the whole thing was just like, oh my god! Like the lighting, the way it was shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you noticed when he was climbing in the ring, they had a, a picture. They were showing the lantern that was on the apron, mm-hmm. but you can see into one of the corners. Yeah. They had someone like yeah. guiding the light to give mm-hmm. it that chaotic look of like you're not going to get a straight look at this guy. Yeah. And then there was one scene in particular where they finally shined the light on the whole mask, and you heard the arena go. <gasps> yep. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, just made it seem like insane. I I joked. Because uh, Finn had the white pants on when he when the lights came on, he should have had a shit streak in his pants. Because that was creepy and awesome mm-hmm. and just well done. Yeah. And this sounds like it's a it's been a Bruce Pritchard production mm-hmm. all the way through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, My brother loved it. <laughs> yeah, and I love that he wasn't on TV. This like mm-hmm. he's a he's he is a character. He does not need to be on TV until he is ready to attack his next victim. And it needs to be 
spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't ever need to wrestle on Monday Night Raw. Nope. Ever. Nope. He shouldn't sniff a Monday Night Raw nope. match. His only appearances on TV that's not a pay-per-view should be Firefly Funhouse skits and when he comes in and attacks people. Yeah. That's and it. And it shouldn't be every week. And it nope. shouldn't be every two weeks. Nope. It should just be random. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to throw some um, excitement be... on the house shows where he shows up at a random house show mm-hmm. and does it, I'd be okay with that. I'd be fine if I didn't, uh, you know, maybe we get a Firefly Funhouse or two between now and Night of Champions, but I'd be fine if he doesn't wrestle again till Hell in a Cell. Uh, like, I see, I was going to say Survivor Series. Oh, that too. Let him just cause cause panic and fear on the show and mm-hmm. from a distance, but he's not getting in the ring. And when he's in the ring, I don't need 15, 20-minute nope. matches. Nope. I need violence. I need aggression. I don't need him in the ring with the crowd chanting Yowie Wowie and We Love Bray. I need them just being like, holy shit, this is crazy. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. The uh, WWE shop put up like these uh, these Firefly Funhouse box sets with a bunch. They There's sold like out. 500 of them. They sold out like that. Yeah, like, in like four hours. Because yeah. I heard about them. I was like, what is this? And then it was like sold out. I was like, well, I guess I'm never even yeah. going to I wasn't going to buy it, but right. I was like, I want to know what it is. Yeah. So no, it was it was spectacular. Uh, I like the ending too, where um, uh, he's in the ring, and then then everything's black, and the next thing you know, he's standing on the stage, and it's mm-hmm. it's Bray's creepy laugh. Uh, it felt very Undertaker, mm-hmm. like Ministry of Darkness yep. type stuff. Um, I like that he won with the Manbo Claw. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's actually like that's becoming his move. He's co-oping that move, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um. Because the original Mankind character was, it, it, it's not it, totally different, but similar at the same time uh, for, from this. The, just a deranged, just kind of well, in the duality of man of mm-hmm. like good and evil. Like mm-hmm. he always, he didn't, he didn't want to do what he had to do. but yeah. mommy, he has to do. What he yeah. has to do. Yeah, I would like a, bra- or a fiend promo with George the Rat, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was the return we were, we were told about and expecting this weekend. Uh, one we did not know about and not expecting came on Monday. Uh, the, the return of the boss. The boss is back. Um, so yeah, it was. I felt so bad for Natty. Uh, I was. It was funny. I was thinking about it yesterday, and I was trying to come up with a a, a quote unquote real sports comparison. For Natty of someone who's, like, as talented as she is, but yet, like, no one, like, she just is never quite, like, I don't know if it's because of her, like, she doesn't have the, the personality or the charisma or what it is, but, like, she's just always, like, an afterthought. Um, and then, like, you know, the crowd is booing her during her promo on Monday and stuff like that, and I'm like, ah, uh, Toronto. <laughs> And then, and then the boss, and then Sasha's music hit. And she, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, she looks kind of weird. Like, there's something off about this. Like, her, her hair. Like, yeah, looked, I didn't notice that. It, we, if you watch it again, like, it's very, like, in hindsight, oh, well, clearly it's because she's wearing a wig. But it just, like, it didn't look right on her head. Mm. Um, but it wasn't, like, a tell or anything like that. It just kind of was, was, like, something's off. But, yeah, so, you know, she comes in and she hugs Natty and whatever and acts like she's going to go grab a microphone to, you know, and then turns around and blasts her. 
and starts beating the crap out of her and you know throwing the injured shoulder into the into the turnbuckles and into the ring steps Mm -hmm. and, and then becky comes out uh and Sasha ends up beating the crap out of her with the steel chair. And the best part is when she's dragging her on the outside and they had to cut it out of the broadcast. But uh, someone slowed it down. You can read her lips. She's like, you're talking all that shit, huh? And she's dragging mm-hmm. her by the hair. Oh, so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, so I uh, I am looking forward to this. Uh, so I was surprised. I texted you that I thought they should have done it at SummerSlam. To make it again, because I didn't feel like there's a memorable mo. There weren't enough memorable moments at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have done the same thing after the match, uh, but it, it worked really well on Raw too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't bad. Uh, if she's back as the boss, the NXT boss, and not what the boss was when she came up on WWE, like on the main roster, the swagger and. That idiot Michael Cole isn't screaming it's boss time and all that. If she's just this mean, conniving, ratchet bitch. Mm-hmm. If you give me that with Becky, who will talk her shit on Twitter and talk it in the ring, and these two are allowed to basically do what Ronda and Becky did, um, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. If they try to water it down and they don't let Sasha be who we've seen she could be in NXT, they're going to lose me really quick. And then it's just going to kill anything I care right. about the women's division. Right. Because um, I'm already teetering to the point where, like, I don't care about a lot what's what's going on there because it's not told very well. Mm-hmm. Um, her beating, just beating the holy hell out of Becky, like, over and over with that chair to the point where I was like... Man, she's got to be hurting her. At one point, you can see like Becky kicking her, like "Get away from me!" Well, she I'm, did like I'm done. <laughs> she did one of the first shots, like was like up further, close yeah. to like her neck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she laid that in. That's for sure. Yeah, the receipt um, is coming. Becky said, oh, but yeah. I can't wait for it. But well, I mean, because because Becky's promo early in the night where she's like basically like. You know, I'm sitting here, sitting around here, waiting for all you to come at me. Well, I'm gonna come at you first. Yeah, basically is what she said. Well, and then Becky or Sasha shows up, and yeah, if if they build this out to a match that ends with their feud at Hell in the Cell, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. And and again, if Sasha is the character we've seen in NXT, she's the one I want to see knock off Becky, because mm-hmm. uh, Sasha in NXT was my favorite character. Out of the four horsewomen that they've mm-hmm. done, they were she mm-hmm. was amazing at that time, and I and part of me has always felt like Becky lifted her badass attitude partially from the boss character in NXT. I, I'm not saying she stole mm-hmm. it or anything like that, but I just felt like man, if Sasha would have had that same opportunity mm-hmm. or had gone for it like that, maybe she'd be right. uh, higher up. Yeah, so could be. Yeah. And I love I loved Corey Graves. Yes. Like just just like I told you, I told you Sasha Banks is a terrible person. Yeah. No one wants to listen to me. So yeah. like it gave him a little credibility yeah. too. The next person he picks on, mm-hmm. it's like, well, he was kinda right about Sasha. Yeah. yeah. No, it was totally. Uh I love continuity. So and that I mean, it was it was genius. I think he was a little like heavy handed with it, like, but 
it, it was entertaining. He's always like for two years. He's talked about how much he hates Sasha. So mm-hmm. at least he at least he didn't switch it once. She's oh, a she's bad a bad guy. guy. I love yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's you like, know? no, I've, I told you, she's always this, this terrible person. It's like Heenan with Hogan. Didn't matter if Hogan was a good guy or a bad guy. He always hated. He him. always hated him. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good. And then you know we were we were texting during it during this whole thing, and I you know. For me, you know, looking ahead, you know, Survivor Series is here in a couple months. They always do the Raw vs. SmackDown thing. If they can find something for Bailey to do for the next couple months to to keep her interesting and keep the title, but keep the title on her, you get that, and you have uh, Sasha beat Becky. You Bailey versus Sasha at Survivor Series title, you know, champion versus champion, It'd be really interesting. Uh, and the build of that would be really interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking forward to what they, what the next step is on Monday with this. So I might tune in. I don't know. So I did find it funny. Did you hear the guy in the, in the? He had to have been like in the front row. Oh, he's like looking good, baby. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you, you're such a creeper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did catch that. <sighs> well, that, I mean, that was the WWE weekend. Yeah. Uh, New Japan wrapped up the G1. Yeah, I so I watched... I'm kind of... I'm, I don't know. Uh, the way it looks, it'll be a couple weeks before I see the, the final final. Because mm-hmm. uh, they showed the A Black final this past weekend. And then... So it was weird. I looked on my DVR and they had two episodes of New Japan. So I'm like... And it was c- kind of weird because the first one I just glanced at. And it, it looked like... I thought it said G1 final. So I'm like... Oh, they just went ahead and just showed the the, the final. Awesome. So I watched the A-Block final, and then I looked, and no, they showed a repeat of the, the final from a couple years ago of the... U.S. title tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, and I'm like, darn it. And then they showed a commercial, like, oh, no, next weekend we're showing the B-Block final. I'm like, well, so it's going to be like three weeks before I see it. Yeah. Uh, you know who won. I know right? who won. Uh, I know about the new member of Bullet Club, uh, so I, I know everything, uh, but I just gotta wait to see it. To see it, um, yeah. Okada Ibushi was, look, it's a standard for me, it's a standard, I wasn't really into it until like the last ten minutes. Like, it was fine, it was nothing bad about it, I just was like, waiting for the last you can tell when things start ramping up. Like, okay, here's where the good. But I mean, that's that's any wrestling match ever anymore. Like every everyone works this style where the first like uh, fifteen to twenty minutes of of the the long matches um, are just like a couple big moves, um, a couple dives. Someone works a body part for a minute, but it doesn't really matter until the last six or seven right. minutes. No, you're right. And that's what drives me nuts about Gargano, is mm-hmm. all of his matches are like that. And then you get to that final six or seven minutes, and then they're like, no, 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 we're not done yet. We got 20 more minutes. Yeah. It, no. Yeah, you're right. Um. So, but, you know, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed Osprey and Tanahashi, too. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good match, and Osprey getting the win. I thought that was was pretty cool. Um, I've really uh, so I saw Sonata a little bit when he was in TNA, uh, but I've really because they pretty much exclusively showed A Block on Access. Uh, I've really started to really like like him a lot. 
Um, so yeah, it's uh, good stuff. I can't wait to see the rest of it, and off we go. Yeah. So, um, Chris touched on it. There, there is a new member of Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Kenta has joined Bullet Club, which was, um, you know, whatever. But for me. Uh, you probably remember the guy I always talked about when I started getting mm-hmm. into Japan was Shibata. Yeah. Love, mm-hmm. like, that guy was a badass mm-hmm. son of a bitch. Um, and he got involved. Yeah. Well, it's, And he looked like, and he didn't get involved like Edge with a right. spear. He looked like. He was ready to, like. Oh, wait, he, his, his career might not be over. Right. Wait, 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 I might get one more Shibata man. Shibata might kick the living shit out of Kenta. Oh my god! Yeah, like the hair yeah. stood up on my arm because yeah. I, I watched. Like, I did. Uh, I did see the clip of that whole like the, that whole. Fight. But then I, I like I loved at the end too where they um uh they attacked Bullet Club attacked Shibata and then Kenta did hit did Shibata's signature pose on top of his chest disrespectful as shit so good mm-hmm. like uh. I, I just I, I loved it. Um, There's a big part of me all weekend that was like, "Oh my god, Jay White's gonna win G1," and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna I'm gonna be furious. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. Abushi no. uh, won it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm spoiling it. I don't care because yeah. it's it it happened over the weekend. It's been all over social media. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't avoid it at this point. Um, and if Access isn't showing it for two more weeks, like, yeah, like... Uh, I really love the story of Abushi. Uh, winning the G1 uh, by beating Okada, and now we're going to get the okada Abushi tokyo Dome match to kind of match up against what Omega and Okada did mm-hmm. and play off the, the Ibushi-Omega mm-hmm. dynamic. Um, Ibushi made some comments post-show that he's always been alone and that um, he's never he never felt like he had someone in his corner, which is, I felt like, a direct shot at Kenny, mm-hmm. which makes me think that that relationship is always going to be, like, no matter what company they're in, they're always going to find a way to mention each other, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, January. Yep. Yep. Um, we ne- we never talked about it, um, but they've, they've announced a couple more... Uh, uh, matches for the first AEW on TNT show. Uh, who do you who do you think Jericho's partners are going to be? I, I think it's someone they haven't announced yet. Well, uh, obviously, that's what I'm I, but I don't know because okay. Cody came out. He did like a, a media interview last week where he's like, "We've only revealed like forty percent of our signed roster." Really? Yeah. Okay. So they've got a whole depth of like a whole bunch of people we don't know. Apparently, mm-hmm. I mean, they just announced that they signed Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. um, which. I've seen, like, I don't know a ton about the guy. I know there's a lot of buzz on him. But uh, I saw a couple of people saying, yeah, he's been signed for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just kind of played into what Cody is saying is they haven't announced everything yet. It could be someone we don't even know is in the company right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I don't think we're going to get any real hints until after All Out anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked uh, what they did this week with... Um, uh, continuing the Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, where there's this, uh, I don't know if you saw it, where Darby takes a phone call. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I got to go to this Blink-182 concert. Well, because they showed the like the, the clip from the Blink-182 concert has, has been out for like two weeks. Yeah, but it's like where how yeah. Darby got there, and he's like, I don't give a fuck about Blink-182. <laughs> like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like that. Um, 
Roddy Piper's daughter mm-hmm. is now going to be uh, in the pre-show battle royal. Yeah, the, the pre-show battle royal for All Out is going to be all women because mm-hmm. it's going to be for a shot at the uh, AEW women's title. So. Right. Jake Roberts was in the promo video, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah they're, they're just kind of slowly building their momentum. they got a couple weeks still. Mm-hmm. Um, there was supposed to be a, na- a match announcement today. Uh, but I, I didn't see it. I know they announced Moxley versus Sean Spears for Philadelphia. Oh, okay. I think. I know they announced Young Bucks versus uh, Private Party for Boston, the Boston one of, show. Yeah. Um, and and I, what I, I'm enjoying so far, we got to see how it plays out. Um, if, unlike WWE, like they announce a match, that's the actual main event. You're going to get that mm-hmm. that match as opposed to like Raw this week where they threw... AJ and Seth together, and you knew all along, well, the club's getting involved. This isn't going to end, like, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a real match here, so. Yeah, so. No, it's going to, we just, the, we just keep getting closer and closer, and things are going to get crazier and crazier, and I'm, I can't wait for it, so. Yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty upset. Evolve is coming back to Livonia. I saw that, and Ciampa's going to be there. Ciampa's going to be there. Matt Riddle's wrestling on the card. Man, and I'm going to be out of out of the state. So. Oh, are you? Yeah, like I every time they come around, I've got something. Like mm-hmm. they announce these shows like weeks in advance, and then uh, for whatever reason, they're like, "Oh, by the way, Adam Cole's going to be there," and they tell yeah. you like two weeks ahead of time. I'm like, well, I already made my plans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've. I've made it known on this podcast before that I'm not a big Matt Real guy, but he's starting to win me over, both with his uh, his feuding with all these legends online, be it Goldberg or going after Jericho even, and all that. But I've really liked you know this this business that he's been doing on TV with with uh, Killian Dane. Uh, their brawl on Takeover was really good, um, and it's just been a you know a a good uh good evolving story on tv for the last few weeks but he's he's grown on me i, I still was, don't like that he doesn't wear shoes but you know i was really hoping like halfway through SummerSlam, we were gonna get like a Meltzer tweet that's like uh goldberg and riddle got into it in the locker room that story was so uh, if you haven't heard the story um matt riddle after the the last saudi arabia show went in hard on how bad Goldberg is. Mm-hmm. How his stuff looks fake. He thinks he's a shooter. Um, he doesn't know the first thing about mixed martial arts, and he's a phony, and he's a he's a, a, a fraud to the business. Yeah. Just all over him. And mm-hmm. then um, <laughs> last week he did another like Instagram video talking about all these legends that keep well, shit talking. Because in. like Jericho came to Goldberg and Undertaker's yeah, defense, whatever. and Booker came to their, you know, looking out for their boys. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. But Riddle was like, you know, the hell with you guys. Like, I, I don't need to prove anything. If you want to try me, like, <laughs> try me. It's not going to go well for you. And I would like to see Riddle because Jericho's not afraid of anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd love to see that. You're a shoot fighter. I don't care. Yeah. I'm still gonna. <laughs> but um, throw hands with you. But you know they do these watch along shows with the pay per views, mm-hmm. and um, Matt Riddle is watching as the Goldberg match starts, and they're just like, "So what happened in the hallway a minute ago?" Apparently, he was walking around, and he saw Goldberg's locker room, and he was like peeking around trying to figure out where he is, and from around the corner, Goldberg like bumped into bumps him. into him, 
And he's like, we got something to talk about. And Riddle's like, we can talk whenever you want, bro. <laughs> I'm not your bro. <laughs> Which is great because then he just keeps calling him bro yeah. over and over again. And Lesnar, or Goldberg, is getting more angry. He keeps calling him bro. Yeah. And then Riddle goes on to the, uh, onto the watch along and he's just like, I'll kick his ass. He doesn't know the first thing about, and Shayna Baszler's sitting next to him. And he's like, he's like, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me if I put a heel hook on him, a proper heel hook, he'd get up. She's like, nope, he'd be down for the count. Like, I, I don't like that the WWE is, I, I've said this before, I don't like that they're relying on all these MMA guys because you have to suspend your disbelief. Um, but I love this idea of Matt Riddle just kicking the living shit out of some of these guys that think they're tough guys, mm-hmm. um, that phony around and pretend that they're super tough. And, yeah. uh, there were people on like Reddit, like, who does Matt Riddle think he is? He's never drawn like Goldberg. It's like, that's not the point. His point is Goldberg shouldn't be in a ring anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything he does looks awful. He almost killed the Undertaker. And he still walks around and talks like he's some sort of legend in the business mm-hmm. when he really had like an 18-month run. Yeah. And it was just, ah, oh, I love it. I it, Give me all the Matt Riddle hammering these guys on social media. I love Jericho's response, too. <laughs> when he we put did, the fat... Like, he did he, the impression. <laughs> yeah. And he put the bandana on his head and he made the, the Riddle face. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, right. So good. <laughs> right. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to hear like Matt Riddle and Jericho ran into each other in a in the airport and just beat the living shit out of one another. Mm-hmm. Give me all of it. Yeah, Jericho stepped to Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. He's like, yeah, right, you're right. He's not afraid to fight anybody, especially if he feels like the business is being disrespected. <laughs> Give me it all. <laughs> and I love the. I love Riddle. Like, yeah, throw your bullshit elbow at me right now. So, awesome. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's that's all I got. You got anything else? Um, just uh, if you haven't yet, I would uh, I would recommend you go out of your way and watch the uh, the Kofi twenty four that they showed after SummerSlam. It was really good. Um, a lot better than the Seth Rollins one they did. Oh, the Chronicle. The Chronicle. That yeah, sucked. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Um, so yeah, just watch that. And other than that. I got nothing else. All right. Well, until next week. See ya.